Zach and Brett, we are joined in studio now by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. Susan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Zach. How about you? Doing well. Always appreciate your time and you coming in every single month. So um, a story that kind of uh, made its way around you know, different publications, and we talked about it earlier in the week, but... Um, yeah, some uh, some guy was in a in a van that looked similar to the the security shuttles that that go at night. Uh, kind of give us uh, kind of give us some details on this. Yeah, sure. So um, it started with a report to the police um, by a female student who said that a man stopped in the road on West Magnolia near Chipotle right. and offered her a ride. She approached because she thought it might be the security shuttle realized that it wasn't because she saw some tools in the back and and realized something didn't seem right so she ran away from the van and he did try and stop again to try and convince her to get in the van and she she ran home props to her for 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 handling that the right way yeah definitely and i think it's just a good reminder for us that um people can let their guard down very easily and it's important to always remind our students about different safety tips and and that they need to keep that um, first and foremost in their minds so that they can get home safely and to report suspicious activity when it happens. So all of the 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 situations that that this guy was brought up in it, it was all isolated to, to one night, right? Yes, all the reports that we saw through our department, um, the, the police may have gotten some additional reports that I'm not aware of, but sure. the ones that were reported. Through to campus safety all involved um that one night it was friday night into saturday morning sure sure yeah, i mean that's a scary situation and you know brett and uh and ben the three of us were talking about it we all have daughters and it's just yeah. like that's yeah yeah i mean ben was talking about you know a good teaching moment and our kids probably aren't quite old enough to you know fully grasp all that but it's um it's definitely a good thing to, to bring up and mention. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you want to start young just so it's, it's, it's like muscle memory at that point when you're just like, nope, this is a situation I've been taught all my life not to be a part of, and I am out on this. I mm-hmm. no, have no desire to be any part of this, and I'm going to report it immediately. That's the other thing, too, right? It is. It really is. Because after we sent out that first campus safety advisory, we had two reports immediately of additional um, incidents involving the same van. And then uh, the police also had another report that came in. Um, so it, it is. It's really important. Then after we sent out the update, we had another student report that it had happened to her and her friend as well. And she said, I didn't realize I should report this. So okay. All right, so th- I, do, I do have a, l- a question here. on, And this has happened a lot with social media, whereas there's a legitimate concern. Like, this is a legitimate issue, right? And we've, we've identified that there's like five or six people involved. And, like, it's good that this is reported and, like, knowledge instantly so it either scares this person off or w- w- everyone's kind of aware what on the flip side of this you're seeing um like someone there's a rumor that then blows up into this huge deal and like everyone's concerned uh, it's a big deal and you're like whoa 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 that's not even i don't even that's not even where this started that's not even true so like from a public safety standpoint in your position what what's the recommendation on dealing with those types of things so we don't create mass panic but also kind of weeding through what's the, the wheat from the shaft on that that's a great question. Mm-hmm. So I think really the big thing is reporting it to the official authorities okay. and then getting the information from the official authorities okay. because that does happen a lot. We have people um, 
start talking about things that have happened to them, and then it gets blown out of proportion, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and nobody has actually reported it to anybody to investigate. Mm -hmm. And so the quicker that information gets to the police so that they can look into it, the quicker they can determine if there really is a real threat. Sure. So uh, as far as this specific situation with this guy acting like he was um, you know, a driver for the security shuttle, do you have any kind of tips or giveaways that people should kind of look at for, for all of this? Yeah, absolutely. So number one, all of our shuttles are clearly marked with Department of Campus Safety and Security and um, in very large letters, security shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have some conversation on social media after the, the notices that we sent out about making our vans even more distinguishable and so we're looking at options there too because they are white with a a decal on the side you know there are some other options out there where we might make it a little bit harder to mimic yeah to Um, replicate it or something mm -hmm. like that yeah but um, they are well marked they have a yellow flashing strobe on the top they have an identification number near the door Uh, the drivers are wearing uniforms that clearly identify them as campus safety employees and um, riders can always call our office to confirm if they're not sure. So if somebody were to have a question about whether or not a van was a, a security shuttle, they can call. And we have GPS on our vans so we can see exactly where they're located at any time. And that dispatcher can confirm if that's a, a legitimate security shuttle. Sure. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. We're joined this morning by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. We will continue our conversation next. Zach and Brett, we're joined by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety this morning. All right, Susan, what uh, what do you want to move into next? So I think it's good to also remind um, listeners about rideshare safety. Since we've been talking about the security shuttle, people might choose to use a rideshare service instead. The security shuttle is on campus only. And so it's just really important to remind people to make sure they're getting into a legitimate vehicle. And they can do that by confirming the license plate and the make and model and color of the vehicle in the app where they requested the ride. Mm -hmm. They can also ask the driver, what's my name? If that driver does not know your name, then do not get in the vehicle because the app should be telling them who they're picking up. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of the apps do a good job of like giving you the license plate number and and all of that of the car that is supposed to be picking you up. So mm-hmm. always good to check that as well. Yeah, usually they have a picture of it, you know, mm-hmm. so you should be able to discern whether or not it's the it's the vehicle that should be picking you up. Absolutely. Um, as far as uh, on campus rideshare and and things like that, what are what are some uh, some resources people can um, can can get? So uh, there is the security shuttle from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. is door-to-door on-campus transportation. There's also um, an agreement with Lyft through uh, transportation services on campus, so people can get a discounted ride within a certain radius of campus, so that's on and off campus. Um, And there's information on the the Tiger Transit website or the transportation services website about that service. Sure, absolutely. And then the Auburn Safety app has some uh, some features as well. Yeah, so um, we encourage people to have that. You can have that open when you're um, riding in a rideshare vehicle so that you can quickly call 911. You can also share your trip details with a friend by using the friend walk feature, mm-hmm. and that way they can see where you are until you um, get home safely and you turn that off. Sure. 
Absolutely. Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. Uh, you have some uh, some stats here about vaccinations happening on campus. Give us some updates on that. Yeah, so we have administered almost 14,000 doses on campus, um, 7,500 first doses and about a little bit over 6,400 second doses. Some of those people got their second doses at other locations. Mm -hmm. Um, And our on-campus vaccinations are going to resume after commencement. We didn't want to be doing any this week during finals. Um, But in this next phase, we'll actually be moving into phase three very soon which will open it up to people who are not directly affiliated with Auburn, like spouses, dependents, and then eventually we'll move into the general public. Does, do you have uh, data as to the percentage of not just what the university is administered, but those affiliated with the university are have received the vaccination? So we're looking at that. We do not have that data right now, but right. we've been looking at ways that we might survey the, the campus community right. to gather that information to help us identify um, the the level of protection that we have. Because I imagine with the, the partnership with the this two cities, City of Opelok and City of Auburn did with at the mall and then with the university, I'm sure that our community has, especially the Auburn University community, has probably gotten pretty well vaccinated over the 14,000. Yeah, definitely. We know that a lot of people that were asking for vaccine from us early on ended up getting it through East Alabama Medical Center because they had a, a higher supply early in the, the vaccination efforts. And sure. so um, we do know that a lot of our faculty and staff, especially and some of our students, got vaccinated over there. Sure. Yeah, over 82,000 shots have been given out through the through the. EAMC's, EAMC's clinic. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a great number. Well, yeah, it sure is. And you, this is, I mean, this is one of those perks of living in a in a great community with a great university is you're going to be in in situations of peril. There's probably going to be resources, whether it's through the university or through the local municipality, that'd be able to protect you and take care of you. Yeah, so absolutely. And over a million throughout the state. I mean, that is a that is a lot. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a huge number. That's a huge number. Fantastic. All right, Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety joining us this morning. Final few minutes of this hour of Auburn Opelika. This morning we are joined by Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety. All right, so uh, looks like there are some campus safety classes coming up. Yeah, we're excited because we're going to start um, offering our classes in person again Great. in May. Um, really looking forward to that. It's We've been offering them on Zoom, but it's just not the same. So sure. uh, we are going to reduce the number of attendees so that we can maintain social distancing. Um, but May 12th. Classes for employees in the morning, employee emergency preparedness and active shooter response. We'll have that again on June 15th. On May 19th, we'll have our CPR and first aid class all day. And then we're really excited to have our first campus community emergency response team training in a while on June 22nd and 23rd. Cool. So employees who are interested in these classes can sign up via Fast Train or they can email emergencymanagement at auburn.edu for more information. Cool, cool. And then um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I know April is almost over, but um, yeah, kind of give us an update on that. Yeah, sure. So we were involved in a variety of activities with Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and the, uh, there's a planning group on campus that involves different departments. There were some green dot activities. There was a Take Back the Night event several benefit nights for local advocacy groups and a really strong social media campaign and just really wanted to remind everybody that we need to be aware of these things year-round not just in april and 
that we all need to do our part to really set a culture where sexual assault and intimate partner violence is not acceptable. Sure. I know like that uh, and the council did a green dot training, which was a fantastic, I think it's a fantastic program. And that was, I think a year, a little over a year ago or more. And that was the big thing is about, it's not necessarily about creating a stronger green dot program. So more people are reporting. It's about culture. It's about getting in the minds of folks and saying, this is not appropriate. It's not the way that we are with, you know, treating people with equity and equality from your position. Are you seeing like that taking shape, like root, like getting some good roots? Absolutely. Absolutely. We see a lot more reports Mm -hmm. anecdotally. I don't have numbers, but um, of people intervening of, you know, we had one situation, for example, where there was an extremely intoxicated person walking in the roadway and a couple of people stopped together, got them safely home, made sure that they were safe for the night. Those kinds of things um, are hugely important. That's cool. That's awesome. And I think with with a lot of people, they're, like, afraid to kind of interject in a situation. But that's where, where like, in the green dot, it's like, don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to – you have to use some situational awareness. But for the reality, it's like, no, no, this is, like, if you see someone being abusive or you see a situation, like, step up and say something because that could mean the difference in someone's life or the future or – violence or anything yeah and i think one of the things that was most powerful to me about green dot is that you can do something as simple as just saying hey are you doing okay Mm -hmm. and that can break that cycle give the person an opportunity to step away from it you know so you don't have to necessarily get really deeply involved um, but just that simple check-in can be enough to to change the dynamic right absolutely or calling for help Sure. sure right Susan, thank you so much for your time. As always, we've got about a minute or so left. Do you want to kind of list off a place where people can get more resources for different things? Yeah, so really um, the sexual violence resources on the Auburn Safety app, I I know I plug that every time I'm here, but the free Auburn Safety app is is just full of great resources. And so we've got a submit a feature in there, which students are using more to get information to us about safety concerns that may not elevate to the level of being reported to the police. Um, We've got the sexual violence resources on there. We've got a lot of other resources. We've got the friend walk. And then, of course, I always like to mention Safe Harbor. Mm -hmm. Um, It's our confidential advocacy services for our campus community, and people can reach that by calling 334-844-7233, which is safe. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. As always, really, really appreciate it. We'll chat again next month. Sounds great. Thanks, Zach. That is Susan McAllister with Auburn Campus Safety, and that just about does it for our first hour together on this Thursday morning. Coming up, your Fox News, your local news at 5 after. We'll talk sports at 10 after. And uh, we will also be joined by some of our friends that are um, participating in Opelika Giving Day throughout next hour. Then at 735, the big screen movie reviews, all that and more coming up right here on Auburn Opelika this morning.